0: 4.30. You know, I don't really watch a lot of news in my life. I catch up here and there. But in these last few days, I've been tuning in at 4.30 in the afternoon to listen to the medical updates and the political situation of our, of our province, of our country. And it's been interesting because I think maybe for yourself and maybe for myself, in a way I've been clinging to these words. These words from Dr. Aaron Hinshaw, just to see what's going on in our province. Where else are we going to go to to find this information? To quote a phrase from Scripture and to adapt it. To whom shall we go, Dr. Aaron Inch Hinshaw? You have the words of medical advice. And so as we listen to these words, we listen to her words. We get an update from Jason Kenny about the economy and how it's in dire straits. We hear about the new cases that are happening in Alberta time and time again. And also, we hear about how people, many people, are losing their jobs. And we cannot help but think, feel distressed, feel a sense of anxiety, feel a sense of despair. And so... Now you've come not to 4.30, but you've come to 8.30 this morning. You've come here to listen to the word of God, the words of eternal life. And we come here to receive just a ray of hope to dispel the darkness that we are currently feeling and experiencing. And indeed, when we hear our first reading today, we go to the book of the prophet Isaiah, He gives us this word of hope. He says, I'm about to create new heavens and a new earth. God is speaking about this time of of a new creation where death will no longer be an issue. What's really interesting with the book of the prophet Isaiah is that Isaiah is writing and speaking in a time when people were in disarray. The nation of Israel had just been decimated by war. And the political and spiritual situation of the people is in utter turmoil. It is not unlike our times, where we're in political, financial, and potentially even spiritual turmoil within ourselves. And just like Isaiah, who experienced the brokenness of his world, we too experience the utter weakness. Of our situation. We're brought to our knees. You know, despite all the advancements in modern technology in our world today, we cannot overcome even this tiny little particle that has caused wreckage and disaster on our whole nation, and upon our whole world. But like Isaiah, we've been given a word. A word that looks forward to a time And there will be a new heavens and a new earth. this is what he says in the book. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. We look forward to a time when we can rejoice. And this new creation has begun in Jesus. In the gospel we hear of this boy who who is at the point of death. And this royal official is asking for Jesus to heal him. And Jesus says the word, and then the royal official believes, and his son is healed. And so in the same way, we are begging like that royal official. Our world feels like it's on the brink of death. And we're begging Jesus, please, heal our world. And he says, go. Your world will live. so we have a choice now we have a choice to live in fear to live in faith to believe those words of jesus and walk with confidence or to live in fear and distress and anxiety because jesus has already defeated coronavirus and the resurrection of the body and so as christians we should not live with fear we should live with hope and courage. There's a story of a priest, his name is Father Verbus LeFleur. He's from Louisiana. And he was a military chaplain during World War II. And he had traveled to the Philippines with the U.S. Army. but At that time, it had been invaded by the Japanese. And so what he was doing, he was trying to bolster up the faith of the people. He'd try to get rations and food and try to celebrate Mass and just pray with the people. And the Japanese would beat him. They would have killed him, but they were afraid of his God. They were afraid, in a way, of his faith. Eventually, the Japanese knew that the U.S. would come back to try to take back the Philippines. And so they ordered 700 men to go onto this freight ship. And Father Verbus LeFleur, he wanted to join them, even though he was one not of the 700 people called to be in that boat. And so he begged to go on that boat to be with his people, to accompany the men. eventually they allowed him to go on this boat. And as this boat was traveling through the seas, the U.S. Army didn't realize that it was a boat filled with prisoners of war and they shot two torpedoes into this boat. And so there's this disaster coming upon this boat. Imagine, your boat has just been hit and a torpedo has just hit your boat and there's water everywhere. There's chaos. But what does Father Verbis Leferleu do? He calms the people. He says, let us pray. And then they pray the Our Father. Think about that. Your ship is sinking. And and he's there praying. He encourages the men. And so, out of the 700 men that were on that ship, 83 survived. And of those 83, they were recounting the stories of Father Verbus Lafleur. Some men were so distressed that Father LeFleur would rip his rosary. He'd give these men a bead of the rosary. Father Verbis LeFleur was the last man on that ship encouraging everyone to get out to safety. This is the story of a man who lived with courage, lived with faith, He lived with the hope of the resurrection. And so he lived without fear, knowing that Jesus has already won. And so we're invited today to cling to the words of God, to those words of hope that give us life, that cast away fear and that give us faith. And he gives us the courage to walk each and every day in the midst of this darkness that we experience. Because we know the coronavirus has already been defeated in the resurrection of the body to the victory of Jesus Christ. So let us cling to his words, for as St. Peter says, To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life.